0: My name is Ralph Nozaki. Actually, that was the name that I used for all five years of my life at the University of Illinois in Champaign after I graduated and moved up to Chicago and went looking for work. The first place I went to to apply for a job found me sitting across the desk from the program director at that station who said, you're not gonna use the name Ralph Nozaki on the air, are you? A little too ethnic, can you pick something else? So that's what led to the choice of the name Rick O'Dell, which I have used ever since then. When I was in Champaign, working for an Illini Media outlet, WPGU was where I spent almost every waking hour for uh, four of my five years down in Champaign, working at WPGU, first at the AM station, which they had back then, which was a training ground for WPGU. It was called DES, Dorm Broadcasting System. It just went to the dorms through the electrical outlets, which was kind of weird. Never quite figured out how signal was transmitted, but uh, back then that was where everyone who aspired to doing an air shift at WPGU got their start. And it's a wonderful training ground. I mean, you make all your mistakes there, You forget to do your legal IDs there and then you won't jeopardize the license of the station working at DBS and making your mistakes and learning through your uh, errors there. So it was a few months working at WDBS. And then from there, uh, working at PGU doing an occasional air shift. I was never uh, full-time on the air at PGU. Uh, Instead, I worked in production, engineered commercials, wrote commercial copy, did voiceover for commercials that ran on PGU and after I graduated from the University of Illinois, I came up to Chicago, and I've been really lucky that I've been working at various stations throughout the Chicago area my entire career. Currently, I'm at WRME in Chicago, which is known as MeTV FM 87.7. I've been there for five, excuse me, six years, and we're an oldies-based format headquartered in the West Loop
1: for our 150th anniversary here at the Illini Media Company, we're sitting down with 20 talented and successful alumni to talk about their experience at the University of Illinois, the Daily Illini, WPGU, and the ILIO Yearbook. On April 9th, we inducted all 20 into the 2022 class of our Illini Media Hall of Fame. Ralph Nozaki is a career broadcaster who made his mark on the Champaign and Chicago radio markets playing jazz. He served as program director and production engineer at WPGU, and after graduating, worked at several FM and internet radio channels, including Clear Channel Chicago, WLFM, Accuradio.com, and WRME. Nozaki has taught as an adjunct professor at the School of Media Arts at Columbia College Chicago and is now the program director at MeTV FM. Today, WPGU Program Director, Jay Sidney Malone, speaks with WPGU alumnus and 2022 Illini Media Hall of Fame inductee, Ralph Nozaki.
2: So I kind of want to get started talking about your experience getting into radio when you first started into college. Uh, I know that you've had a radio passion, but maybe it wasn't what your parents wanted originally. Could you talk a little bit about how you got into radio and how you convinced them?
0: I think most people my age who told their parents that they wanted to go into radio as a career were seriously... Thinking about that, we're told, uh, Are you sure you want to do that? Why don't you pick a, a real way of earning a living, something that you can continue to do once you get over this little stage of your life where you seem to be interested in radio. But my parents, my family had no performance background. My parents were Japanese-American, first generation. They wanted their two sons to pick a conventional line of work, become an accountant, become a doctor, become a lawyer, become an engineer, like a mechanical engineer like my dad. So the prospects of their raising their older son to become a broadcaster was totally strange and unusual and incomprehensible concept to them. But I learned early on as a kid that I would never have a chance to succeed in a career that I didn't love. And so my passion was from high school doing radio broadcasting. Not necessarily on the air, but programming and music strategy was as much of an interesting career pursuit to me as uh, actual talent work at the microphone.
2: And have you ever looked back? You ever thought of maybe if I had been an accountant, things had been different?
0: (laughs) Whenever uh, we have a down ratings book, (laughs) I often think about that or the times when, you know, the industry has its ups and downs and it's not known as an industry that has compassion for its employees. (laughs) When a company decides, you know, we're going to flip formats, they don't really think about giving the people they're letting go a soft landing. So there are those moments that you got to kind of put up with. But I've enjoyed this career choice. I, I wouldn't give it up for anything. Absolutely.
2: So I want to talk a bit about the things that you've done since then. I mean, the things that you've taken away from WPGU and WDBS and done in the real world. You've had an incredibly impressive 40-year career in radio, especially in the Chicago area. So could you tell us about some highlights, things that you learned from WDBS and WPGU that brought you into kind of stardom?
0: Well, thanks for saying that. Uh, I, I never got into the business for awards or for ratings or recognition, it was just, I really like, I really dug the work. And, you know, obviously it's easier to work for a more successful station than it is one that isn't experiencing success. But working at PGU gave me exposure to all of the fundamentals of radio broadcasting that I was able to put into my toolbox when I graduated. And so, I mean, the technology of radio back then was quite different than it is today. And so it was the era of tape editing, actual tape actual razor blades and editing blocks and all that stuff. But those were all skills that I needed at the first few commercial jobs that I worked. And so everything I did from writing news copy to editing tape, to writing commercial copy, to doing voiceovers on commercials, to hosting a show, to doing appearances on behalf of a sponsor, representing the station at the same time, all of those things were things that I did at PGU. And I'd say, For the first 20 years of my career after PGU, everything I did was something that I had done for the first time when I was at PGU.
2: I want to talk a little bit about your time at MeTV and the kind of things that you like doing there and maybe what you see in your future. So I guess, how did you come about finding this position as kind of running the program of MeTV FM in Chicago? And what do you see as your next step?
0: I'll answer the second question first. What I see as my next step. You know, that's that's the thing about this business, as you probably noticed already, is that you A, have to go where the work is, and B, you have to be adaptable to whatever work is offered to you because it might not be exactly your ideal career path. And so working at MeTV FM was just a, a fortuitous occasion where, you know, I, I had never really worked in oldies radio. I had never done an oldies-based format, but I've enjoyed music of the 60s and 70s and 80s. And so I had some knowledge of that. And when a position opened at uh, MeTV FM, it was a PD vacancy in late uh, 2015. My wife, who was a big fan of that station, and listened to it all the time, said, my goodness, it would be the perfect thing if you could get that job. Uh, and so I just, I, uh, on a whim and on her, at her suggestion, I decided to apply for that job. And it turned out it's been a wonderful place to work. Uh, MeTV FM is operated by Weigel Broadcasting, which is a television company first. And MeTV FM was the first opportunity that they had to dabble in radio, and they entered into a local marketing agreement with the owners of the station at 87.7 FM in Chicago to provide content to the FM station. And so Weigel, broadcasting a television-based operation, wanted to use 87.7 FM as an FM station, a radio station, to enhance the MeTV brand, which they had established on the TV side. So MeTV, the television network, which is in hundreds of markets around the country, is classic television. It shows from the 60s and 70s mainly. So they wanted to develop a radio station Format that would appeal to the same demographic as the TV network that they ran. So they ended up playing music of the same era that the their TV shows on MeTV were. So the TV shows of the '60s and '70s that they feature on the MeTV television network were uh, the songs of the '60s and '70s and '80s that they play on the FM.
2: It's so interesting to see maybe uh, you know a more recent medium television pushing towards you know the cutting edge of FM radio transmission. (laughs)
0: Yes. Yes. And it was my first opportunity to work for a company that was TV first, radio second. The other thing that I've learned from working at Weigel Broadcasting is that they're a rare company that actually courts the older viewer and the older listener. And I mean, if you look at all the, uh, the big radio companies these days, they're shooting for the same audience, the same demographic. They want 25 to 54 adults. And Weigel Broadcasting is not ashamed to cater to older adults, 50 plus or 35 to 64. And so I'm lucky to be able to work for a company that doesn't mind having an audience who happens to be my age, basically. Totally. I
2: totally do. I mean, we said a lot at PGU too, right? If we're students for students. So always good to be you know, getting those people that are involved to be broadcasting for the people that are listening. I want to ask a little bit. I know that you do some teaching yourself for college students. I want to ask, you know, why is that important to you and what makes you motivated to go out and kind of instruct the new generation?
0: Well, there always has to be a new generation to replace the outgoing generation in anything of value and radio, even though it's considered maybe outdated by some people, I still think it's a creative medium and I think it'll always have opportunities For creative people to work in it. I know this is the era of automation and people doing shows over three or four different markets. You know, it's not as though you have a full disc jockey staff at every separate station that you own, but I think there will always be a demand for talented and creative people. Your creativity doesn't have to be adapted or intended just for radio. You could bring creativity from other platforms and other entertainment media to radio, it to radio and have a successful career in radio. And so I just think it's incumbent upon those of us who've been operating in radio for years and who've had a career in this medium to properly introduce the medium to the next generation, the people who are going to take over and keep it going and continue to make it entertaining and fresh and vital in the years to come. So that's why I think it's important for us Those of us who worked in it for a long time to impart some of that wisdom, some of that knowledge and excitement and fun that comes from working in that medium to people who are going to be uh, taking over. Are there any things
2: that you bring from U of I or your experience as a student here or there or things that maybe you want to leave in Champaign-Urbana that you're not bringing into the classroom? (laughs) Uh,
0: You know, I'm not the kind of guy who regrets much. I, I think it's more important to try a lot of different things and learn from your experiences, whether they were great or not. And so, you know, I remember myself in the four, uh, the five years I spent down in Champaign that, you know, I couldn't be talked out of certain things that I wanted to do. And so I'm not about to step forward and say, you know, don't do this and don't do that. I think you just got to go down there and try on your own, introduce yourself to different things work different jobs at the radio station, work at the daily Illini for a while, you know, widen your vision of what you like to do and experiment with while you're down there. So that's, that's what I always like to say to students is that, you know, take advantage of the opportunities that you have at that level, because, you know, the older you get and the farther up you go, the narrower the, uh, the opportunities become and the more focused Your assignments become. So, when you're at that level, when you're at the U of I, you've got all kinds of things open to you. So, take advantage of that. So, my last question
2: is what was the biggest takeaway you got from your time at WDBS and WPGO?
0: I think the biggest takeaway of my time at DBS and PGU was to be flexible and to be able to accommodate to your surroundings. And I I say that. For this reason, uh, back when I worked at DBS and PGU, the equipment wasn't the greatest. It wasn't the best. And the environment and the physical plant and the office space that we had, I mean, we were, back then we were in the basement of Weston Hall, the, the dank basement of Weston Hall. And the equipment wasn't the greatest, but it, it was the perfect situation for learning. And so I think it was good for, it, it provided great value at that point. And everywhere I've worked, it's been, you know, the equipment, the studio, the facilities, the quality of the environment has always been a little bit different. You can get in your own way if you let the noise around you kind of interfere with how well you do your job. So I think my biggest takeaway was just, you know, let the stuff that you can't control, leave it alone. Don't let it bother you. Focus on the job and put as much as you can into the job and don't let the noise around you distract you from, from doing the best job that you can. Thank you for talking with me. It's been a real treat. Thank you. Take care.